Hello, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard. God bless you. It's good to uh, be with you again. And so it's wonderful to be alive, to experience the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And so we need to take advantage of that. When God gives us these days like this, we have to enjoy those days and live them to the fullest. And so uh, let's do that again. Um, this is a blessed day. It's a great day uh, to be in the kingdom of God. And if you don't know Jesus, you can certainly uh, you can certainly get an opportunity to uh, know him and accept him. Uh, and you will have an opportunity sometime during this broadcast, uh, probably at the end of the broadcast, to accept the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior if you don't know him. And so I've been doing a series on uh, fear. And just, um, you know, I've had a couple of uh, messages that I've done, several on fear. And today, um, I, I want to call this the Freedom from Fear. And maybe it'll even be called the Freedom from Fear series, you know, uh, because we've been talking about fear and <clears throat> about the power of fear. And so the enemy uses fear to try to handicap the people of God. So when I come back, uh, let's, let's, um, let's talk about fear. Let's pray. Father, we just want to say thank you for this day. Thank you for the word of God. Holy Ghost, have your way. Uh, give me what to say and how to say. And Lord, let this word resonate with your people. Let it land on fertile grounds. Give them ears to hear right now and a heart to receive your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And so I wanted to talk to you about the freedom of fear. First of all, and uh, I think it's First uh, Timothy 1 and 7, God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and of a sound mind. And so it's obvious that God doesn't want us dealing with fear because that's of the devil. Fear is paralyzing. Uh, fear can be so bad that it would actually stop you from reaching your destiny, from reaching your goal. Uh, fear is certainly not of God. It is of Satan all day long. And so, again, God didn't give us a spirit of fear. He didn't give it to us. Now, the Bible says in Isaiah 41, um, I think it's 41 and 10, he said, fear not, for I am with thee. Be not afraid, for I am your God. I will help you. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. So God is saying, listen, there's no reason to fear because I'm with you. God said, I would never leave you. In fact, Jesus said it when he walked on the earth that I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so God says to us <clears throat> to fear not. It's a commandment. If it was possible if it's possible for us not to fear, then we have to obey that commandment. And so it's obviously possible. Otherwise, God wouldn't have said, fear not. You ever notice any time the angel showed up to give a message or to give greetings or salutations to a person, they would always say, fear not. You know, because when people see angels, man, it make you lose your mind. OK, but. God doesn't want you to fear because he didn't give us a spirit of fear. Fear comes from Satan. 
Fear is absolutely of the devil. All right. So knowing that God is with us and that he's going to strengthen us and bless us and keep us and protect us, that gives us the reason not to fear. Now, you ever notice that if you have any children, for those of you who have children, when your children are with you, they're not scared. They're not scared of anything. In fact, they're brave as they want to be. You know, I remember back in the day, if you ever have like your big brother or, or an uncle or somebody with you and a kid had been picking on you, now you feel emboldened because they're with you, right? Well, think about it like this. If God is with you, then what are you worried about? And if God be for you, who can be against you? You know, there's a story about three young men um, in the book of Daniel, Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three um, became famous in the Bible because, first of all, they didn't do what King Nebuchadnezzar asked them to do. Now, Nebuchadnezzar was a, uh, he was a king who thought he, he was all that, you know, and he was one, at the time, he was probably the greatest king on the face of the earth because um, the kingdom of Babylon ruled um, all nations. So Nebuchadnezzar was powerful and there was nobody who would stand up against him because they knew that they would be defeated. So Nebuchadnezzar was obviously full of himself and he was prideful and arrogant and he built an image honoring himself and so he wanted others to fall down and worship the image, this golden image. And all the people of the kingdom at a certain time music was played, they would all have to bow down and worship as this music played. But there were three young men who knew God. There were three young men who was in slavery. They were considered a good catch, a good capture, right? But these three young men, they were in slavery and they knew God. They knew the real God, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. You know, they knew Yahweh. They knew God, the God of the universe. So when they were told that they needed to kneel down, they refused to bow. In fact, the order went out that if you didn't bow, that you'd be thrown into a fiery furnace. Well, guess what? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't care because they knew God was God and they were not going to worship an idol or some image of some man who thought he was all that. Obviously, he didn't have an encounter with God yet, but that's coming. But anyway, so it went out and these three young men didn't kneel. They didn't get down. They stood their ground. So, of course, there was some soothsayers and some other people who ran and told the king that these three young men refused to bow. So when Nebuchadnezzar confronted them, they said, no, king, we're not going to bow to you. In fact, we're never going to bow to you because we worship the Lord our God and him only will we serve. So if you're trying to get us to kneel down, you can forget it, buddy, because we're not kneeling. That's cousin's version. All right. We're not bowing to any God besides our God. 
who is God, the God of heaven and earth. So, of course, because they didn't bow, the king was upset. He was angry. He was, <laughs> whoo, he was hot. No pun intended. But anyway, he, um, he told the men to make the furnace seven times hotter than it normally is. In fact, the furnace was so hot that the two men who were designated to throw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire were killed because the fire was just so hot, exceedingly hot. And so anyway, they finally managed to get Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. And as soon as those young men were brought near the fire to where it could harm them, the Bible says that the king looked and he saw a fourth man in the fire. And that fourth man was as the son of God. And that's why I'm telling you to fear not, because they knew that God, you know, if you're going to fear somebody, you fear you fear somebody who can destroy body and spirit. You don't fear somebody because they can destroy the body. Yeah, you can destroy the body, but you can't touch the spirit. But God can destroy body and spirit. So just know that God is God. And I'm telling you that he, if he's on your side, then who should you fear? You have no reason to fear when God is on your side. And so uh, God is always good. He always does what he says he's going to do. God continues to do great things in our life. And so there's no reason for you to uh, to be afraid because Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego weren't afraid. And think about it like this. I know, you know, the story of Daniel and I love this story. But Daniel was a uh, was a young man in Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom. And I will tell you that um, Daniel was a man of faith. He prayed. God showed him visions. So there was on one occasion where the king um, obviously didn't want anybody praying. But Daniel, he prayed every day. And the men, they knew this. All these guys that were jealous of Daniel, they knew this, that Daniel prayed to his God every day. But the order had went out that you can't pray to anybody but the king. Huh? That didn't work. So anyway, Daniel was praying with his window open course and uh the men heard and they reported to the king and the king was sorrowful because he respected daniel unfortunately because he gave the command he gave the edict he had to honor that and so the king he uh, had daniel thrown into the lion's den but do you know that god sent angels to shut the jaws of the lion and what i'm saying to you brothers and sisters is that it doesn't matter what you're going through. When you stand up for righteousness, you stand up for what's right. You might be persecuted, but God will be there to protect you. Just like he was the fourth man in the fire and protected Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, where not only uh, did they come out of the fire alive, but their skin wasn't singed. 
Their hair wasn't burnt. They didn't even smell like smoke. God totally protected them. And just like Daniel, Daniel was in the lion's den, a bunch of hungry lions, but the angels shut their mouths and made them pillows for Daniel. And Daniel slept all night long. And the king ran the next day to see if Daniel was okay. He said, Daniel, did your God deliver you? Did your God deliver you? And he said, sure, my king, my God is faithful. He came and he protected me all night long. I slept in this lion's den and the king was happy. But when the king found out the plot and who actually set this thing up, the king had their families and all of them thrown into the lion's den. And guess what? The lions didn't hold back. There were no angels shutting their mouths. Uh-uh. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever man sowed, that shall he reap. Them, they were thrown into the fiery furnace. I'm sorry. They were thrown into the lion's den. And guess what? The lions ate them. All of them. They were overcome. They were destroyed by the lions because they were hungry. The same lions that they tried to get... Um, that they tried to get to kill Daniel, ended up killing them. And so God is faithful. He will continue to protect you. And brothers and sisters, um, there's story after story in the Bible where God has protected his people because he wants us to be free from fear. Because fear torments. It's a paralyzer. You know, you can't do things when you got fear. When you're afraid to do this, you're afraid to move, you're afraid to do what God asks you to do. You know, if that's the case, then you can't do anything. And so God doesn't want us fearful. He wants us to be um, liberated, full of joy, not full of anxiety, not afraid. You know, the Bible says we shouldn't be afraid by the uh, terror by night or for the arrow that flyeth by day. The Bible is pretty clear that God doesn't want us to be afraid. And so I'm going to tell you, brothers and sisters, that fear is the devil's tool. And what he does, he tries to get you to see things and make you believe that this can't work for you. You get a diagnosis from the doctor. The first thing he says is you're going to die to make you fearful of dying. And now it's hard for you to believe God and act in faith. Yes, fear is a real emotion. And maybe the first thing you do is feel fear. But at that point, you realize that God didn't give you that spirit and you take authority over the spirit of fear because God didn't give it to you. God gave you love and a sound mind. So it's not his will. See, it's never God's will that you be destroyed. It's not God's will that you be killed. It's not God's will that you die of sickness and disease. That's not God's will. I hear people say that, but that's not God's will. Brothers and sisters, Satan comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. What in the world is God going to accomplish by killing you? I mean, seriously, God didn't even do that stuff to Job. You heard the story of Job, where Job had his children stolen from him, and all of his wealth, his riches, he had his cattle. I mean... Everything was stolen from him, but God didn't steal it. Now, he said, the Lord give it, the Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But God didn't do that. Satan did that. You saw what happened when he went before God and he told God that Job will cuss you to your face. 
if you just allow me to touch the things that he has. So God just moved out of the way and let him do it. Now, did God allow it? He certainly did. Did God do it? Absolutely not. God is not the killer. He's not out there producing fear. And, you know, when, when the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, he's not talking about fear as in I'm terrified, scared to death. Oh, my God. He's talking about reverent fear. He's talking about reverence for the Lord, healthy respect, you know, knowing that God is God. He's an awesome God. He's not talking about fear that makes you tremble in your boots and you're afraid to do anything wrong because God's going to strike you down with a lightning bolt. That's not what he's talking about. Okay, so just remember, brothers and sisters, freedom from fear. You got to know this because God said my people perish for the lack of knowledge. If you know that God is for you, then who can be against you? If you know that God is the ever present help in the time of trouble, then who can hurt you? If you know that Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you even until the end of the world. If you know this, right, and you know that God won't let anything happen to you. And you know that God gave his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. And they should bear you up in their hands lest they dash their foot against the stone. And you know that God is faithful. And he's always faithful. And his mercy endure forever. And you know that goodness and mercy should follow you all the days of your life. And you know that God is good. And God is everywhere at the same time. And there's nobody like him. And you know that God is Jehovah Jireh. He's the Lord our provider. So even when you're tempted to fear because you don't have something or maybe you feel like your needs aren't being met and you know that he promised to supply all your needs according to his, his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And you know, David said, I was young and now I'm old and never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. And you know that he's Jehovah Rapha. The Lord, our healer, when you get sick and you're down and you're out, you're down for the count. You know that he's a doctor when you're sick. Oh, my goodness. He's right there for you. I mean, when you know this, the Bible says my people perish for the lack of knowledge. But you know all of this. So you shouldn't perish because you don't like knowledge. You have the knowledge. You have to put the knowledge to work. So you know that God loves you. And nothing shall separate you from the love of God. Not trials, not tribulations, not persecutions, not anything. There's nothing. Height, depth, it doesn't matter. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. So you know that God loves you and he's always with you. And you don't have to worry about anything. Then there's no reason for you to be bound up in fear, to be tied up in fear, to be handcuffed by fear, to be hamstrung by fear. There's no reason for you to be fearful because God didn't give you the spirit of fear, but power, love, and of a sound mind. So brothers and sisters, this day, I declare that you're free from fear, anxiety, worry. You're free from fear. The spirit of God sets you free from fear right now in Jesus' name. Lift up your hand. Be free from fear right now in the name of Jesus. Spirit of fear, I curse you right now and I command you to loose my brothers and sisters right now. You loose them, you spirit of fear. Let them go. Fear brings torment and God is not about tormenting his people. 
So we command the spirit of fear to go in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, thank you right now. Thank you for setting your people free. Brothers and sisters, if you're out there and you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you're ready, say this with your mouth. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins, and I believe that God raised you from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and be the Lord and Savior of my life. I accept you now. I receive you now. And right now, Lord, I'm saved. I'm a Christian. I'm your child in Jesus' name. Brothers and sisters, if you prayed that prayer, man, you are a child of God. At this time, what you need to do is get you a good Bible-believing church. Pray about it. Go out there and find you a good Bible-believing church. Get you a good Bible. Download an app. Whatever you need to do. And get ready to serve the Lord. And remember, God didn't give you a spirit of fear, power, but power, love, and of a sound mind. Because you've been set free from fear. And who the Son set free is free indeed. Freedom from fear in the name of Jesus. Be blessed, my brothers and sisters. Until next time. Love you. <laughs>